0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is April 4th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. The Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this in interactive form, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. The bad news is we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who was risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe in your heart that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. You'll begin to start wanting to live for him and not for the world. As Scripture states, we become ambassadors, ambassadors for Christ. Amazing. We welcome back Paul Adams with us, um, but of course we do... Uh, bring back our usual uptime panel, and uh, we are happy to have Paul Adams back with us. Uh, we don't have Michael uh, Pels on with us tonight, and uh, uh, Brother Bob uh, Hagen can't make it either. So we do welcome back Brother Bob Barber. Welcome back, Brother Bob.
1: Hey, guys. My dogs are barking, so I'm turning, muting my mic. So, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, the dogs are Yeah, well, those dogs are invited. Let's put it that way, right? (laughs) Your your dogs are invited. Um, We bring back Kevin Hookman. Welcome back, Brother Kevin. Hey, glad we're back, guys. Yeah, and, uh, of course, Brother Paul Adams. Go ahead, Brother Paul.
2: Uh, It says here the host has muted my mic. I don't know if you can... uh... Oh, we can hear you fine, yes. I muted you for for a moment,
0: (laughs) only for a moment time, but, brother, I'm not going to mute you for the whole... Uh, broadcast don't no worry problem.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I have a deep love uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ as you are well aware and I also have a very uh, special spot in my heart for all of you brethren you know uh, who have put so much effort so much um, energy into your testimony into your accounts all these years uh, Bob has been at it for 10 years Um and so it, it, it's really amazing for me to to be amongst people like yourself that are so dedicated to witnessing uh, for the Lord. Um, you, you all have brains that uh, are are beyond compare. You you can analyze things, you can dissect things. You are versed in the scriptures. So I, I'm so uh, delighted to be amongst you.
0: Thank you, brother. God bless you. And uh, yeah, we thank you all for coming on. We have verse of the day from BibleGateway.com. And this is Ephesians 1.7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. Um, Passover begins Wednesday, April 5th. Tomorrow begins at sunset. And it's third Thursday, April 13th, nightfall. A lot of anticipation during this time, especially for us as believers, especially with the symbolism of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are, um, you know, we, we we come here together uh, just to talk about these kind of things, specifically in the, uh, the topic of the rapture um, of the church. But... Um, of course, Brother Bob has been putting out his videos, and hopefully, you've been watching his channel and the latest what he's been pulling out, putting out. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's been great, but Brother Bob. You've been very encouraging. Um, we hope we're being encouraging, and you're blessed by these webcasts, these podcasts. And um, yeah, God bless you all, and for for coming on and and uh, listening mm-hmm. and watching today.
1: Go ahead. Certainly, it's an exciting time, isn't it? Oh, Passovers yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I know a lot of people are going to be celebrating it this weekend. That's just the way they are, you know. But, you know, there's something very interesting about the whole thing about Jesus and the Passover. The fact that the whole world, for the most part, honors Passover. You know, all the public schools, all the public schools in this country, they get Good Friday off. Okay? So there's one thing that they're doing right. They're still recognizing the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, whether they like it or not. Okay, so what a time, and I think I talked about this on on John Boucher's show, is what a time it would be. I mean, it would be an actually a great time right now for the rapture resurrection to happen around Passover or even this weekend because, the whole, like I said, the whole country and the whole world is recognizing the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that'd be like the best time for the rapture resurrection to take place. Okay. Because everybody's going to be thinking about Jesus at this point, one way or another.
2: Um, uh, mm. the other thing is, uh, from what I heard here, they are planning to reveal to the world, the Ark of the covenant, according yes. to, uh, Jewish news agencies. And, uh, that, that would be tectonic. I mean, uh, you know how powerful the Ark of the Covenant was during the Old Testament, right? How it decimated armies. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe the Lord has something in mind, you think, maybe. Uh, maybe it'll all be brought together for some purpose.
1: hmm. Amen. I think yeah, so,
0: go ahead, Brother Kevin. G- you're muted. Um, so what I wanted to mention was also there. going is is. to, yeah, go ahead. Go
1: Hello ahead, Kevin.
3: Yeah, I, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> That's because I was muted. I didn't, I was listening. I, I didn't say anything. Oh, you want me to chime in about the arc? I I, I didn't hear anything about that, but um, <laughs> That's okay. it wouldn't, I mean, nothing, nothing would surprise me these days about, and maybe they'd come up with some fake art too, who knows? I don't know. You'd never put it past anybody to do anything these days. So just just the key is don't be deceived. Uh, You know, focus on the truth. The truth is Jesus. I mean, that's the, you know, that's all. Uh, Everything else is kind of a
0: distraction at this point. It certainly is. A lot of stuff is going to be uh, become a distraction, not just um, with politics, but I think supernatural distractions as well. Um there's one in particular that um I'm thinking of. And this happened no more than about a week ago. Um it was aired a, a Catholic church in Connecticut. Okay, had experienced um okay, a, a, an interesting sign, a miracle, okay? It was the Eucharist as they were as they call it was being given out and apparently it multiplied. It just kept like like the feeding of the 5,000, it just kept multiplying and multiplying. Um, now it gets a little interesting because now we start thinking, okay, well, all right, do we believe that this is actually a sign from God? Or is this becoming a distraction? Is this a distraction coming from this, uh, this Catholic church? I have, uh, I have a video of it. Um, I would like to show that to you, but I'll let you guys decide. All right. Because I know it gets a little controversial, especially with the whole, you know, Catholicism, Roman Catholicism, especially if someone uh, experiences something that they believe is of God or from God. Right. But we have to realize the times we're living in. And especially in Second Thessalonians, right, specifically in two, nine through 12, I can think of I could think of that right now um, where it talks about even him who's coming is after the work of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I will play this and then we'll we'll discuss. Uh, but uh, I do want to let you know, we'll, we'll be gentle with those who obviously may believe that this is something that is coming with God. I don't know who's watching, who may be coming, who's in that area. But uh, I, we can discuss these things and say why we believe what it is. That we think it is okay let me just start playing this now
4: this behind me is saint thomas church and this is its former reverend michael mcgivney he's already had one previous miracle attributed to him and confirming a second could put him on the path to sainthood we had something happen that's saint thomas pastor father joseph crowley addressing his congregation just minutes after an apparent miracle at sunday mass what happened is our lord multiplied himself fox 61 the only station allowed inside the church just days after the eucharistic wafers which catholics believe transformed themselves into the body of christ reportedly multiplied in a serving vessel called a ciborium during communion a very cool uh miracle there's no doubt um i have no doubt and neither do parishioners
2: just feel it in your heart just feel it in your heart you How can
1: you look at everything that's going on and not believe?
4: Jean Beck says it's a moment she will carry with her the rest of her life. She lost her mother just two days before.
0: And it was such a glorious, wonderful, joyful thing that it brought peace to my heart because she was a parishioner all her life here.
4: The Archdiocese of Hartford told Fox 61 the investigation into the reported miracle will take at least two weeks. It surprises me. I hope it's
0: real. If it isn't, at least it'll bring uh, somebody back to the faith and know that these things
4: can happen. Speaking exclusively to Fox 61, Archbishop Leonard Blair says it could involve a scientific or forensic analysis of the communion hosts. I'm sending out uh, an experienced uh, priest uh, who has a knowledge of uh, church law, canon law, uh, uh, to uh, follow procedure to just examine exactly what happened and under what circumstances and by whom. Archbishop Blair telling Fox 61 the outcome of that investigation will determine if he needs to notify the Vatican. The guidelines for these kinds of situations do uh, call for me to notify the congregation for the doctrine of the faith in Rome. Throughout the 21st century, there have only been four Eucharistic miracles recognized by the Catholic Church. The most recent, Poland, 2013. A host fell onto the floor. It was put into water to dissolve, but instead started to get red streaks. Those streaks were analyzed and found to contain fragments of heart muscle. Reporting in Thomaston, Matt Karen, Fox 61, Connecticut's news station.
0: All right, so there you have it, folks. Um, miracle, lying sign, and wonder, mm. right? Or is it a an act of God, showing His love and His mercy and His grace to these people? Bob. Hmm. Well, here's right. a... go ahead. Go hey, ahead. Hey,
1: no, you go up first, Paul. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Uh, the Catholic Church is renowned for having produced miracles throughout the centuries, okay? And uh, as of late, its membership is falling off. And so, you know, it's just one more miracle. It's it's not like all of a sudden there's uh, a, a new transformation of the Catholic Church where there's new miracles. So the signs and wonders that we talk about here will be replete you know, not only now, but during the tribulation, the Antichrist will make sure there's enough signs and wonders out there so that people will believe in him. And what did the Lord say? You know, it, it, it's, it's an adulterous and wicked generation that is looking for a sign. The only sign I'm going to give them is the sign of Jonah. Remember he said that? It's, it's not mm-hmm. like he was going after a, a roadshow. He didn't want a roadshow, you know, to get people involved in, in miracles. I'm an ex-Mormon. You you have any idea how many miracles are produced in the Mormon church? <laughs> I mean, not as spectacular as this one, but there's healings. There's all kinds of things. But it's not the real deal. I mean, Satan can disguise himself as an angel, and he can produce miracles. Hello.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead, Tom. I say another. Uh, <clears throat> I also remember <clears throat> when a miracle of a they claim a miracle of a host took place. It was involved with the. Uh, I have to make sure I get this right. It's either with uh, those children of Fatima or Garibaldi? I think it was Fatima. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, what happened was she was like in this trance, like oh, we looking up, like in this trance, and they caught it on film where the uh, a host appeared on her tongue and then she swallowed it, okay? Now, that took place, but that miracle was prophesied by a demonic spirit, which was that Lady of Fatima apparition, okay? So, the fact that this miracle took place, dealing with a, uh, a Catholicism-type deal, dealing with hosts, and it was tied to that false spirit that lady of fatima apparition which i believe was the devil then i think that discredits all their miracles that they're having dealing with these hosts and i think you're right paul they're seeing they're they're seeing their um their membership dropping off dramatically okay so i think the devil is going to try to you know try to drum up some new membership
4: mm-hmm. by
1: doing some miracles and claiming yep only miracles Happened here in our church. Not true because the church I went to, right pretty close to here, my home, uh, Family Christian Center, I saw miracles there all day long, every day. Okay. Not just some host with some blaney, you know, veiny uh, blood marks on it. Mm. Okay. People actually getting healed, standing up, being paralyzed. People get healed of cancer. I got a friend of mine got healed of cancer. Okay. That night. So yeah, I don't think their little host miracles can hold a stick to you know the, the church I was going to, anyways. You know,
0: yeah, especially the symbolism of the Eucharist and what it really stands for, and um, you know, there th- this isn't this. Is, it seems like it goes beyond just symbolism. They're literally saying they are partaking, eating the bread, eating His body. Uh, when you're taking the Eucharist. Um, and I think, you know, as a former Catholic, I, I think there, there's a number of things, obviously, that I found um, that go against Scripture. And certainly, um, I really knew that I n- needed to stay away. I needed to go away from that church, get away from that church. Um, it is a religion, um, there are a number of interpretations of scripture that I realize after reading the word that I I don't want to have anything to do with it. Um, and you still have people in Catholicism, your family, your friends, who will look at you like, "Why? What? What? What is the problem? What's the difference between what you, you know, how you worship and I worship?" There's actually a huge difference, and one of those is the, the salvation message. Right? Um, they they go by works. They go by works, don't they, Bob?
1: Well, and another thing just to reaffirm what I just told you, demonic forces will, you know, manifest miracles in certain situations like that to reinfer, to reinforce their demonic doctrines. Like the Bible says, in the last day, there'll be doctrines of demons and devils. And there are, there's tons of them. Okay. Catholicism is one of them. And what they'll do is they will work do works in the spiritual realm and manifest to the natural. To reinforce their doctrines perfect example this host but another great example was my father-in-law you know you guys know he passed away uh, a couple months ago from uh, lung cancer okay and i was at the, my mom's house and i went there a few times when he was there and you know catholics believe in purgatory and they believe you pray for the saints who have died and they're in purgatory and the more you pray for them eventually god says okay that's enough works, that's enough prayers they get out of purgatory, okay? So that's what they believe. And so my mom, the uh, like a day before he passed away, okay, my mom was in bed praying for the souls in purgatory. And he was laying there like almost about to die. And what happened was all these people started flooding into the, the room, They're spiritual people. They all flooded into the room according to his account. And they flooded into the room begging for prayers and begging for prayers. But get me out of purgatory. Please pray, pray, pray. We're almost there. Get us out. And the whole room got filled up full of all these people. And he said to my mom, if you don't stop praying, I'm going to die because all these people are in this room asking for prayers. Hmm. Okay. And then my mom stopped praying. And then uh, basically, and after that, my mom continues. Every time my family gets together, she tells that story. Which everyone's like, wow, what an incredible story. It must be true. And I'm like, ah. you know, those are just demons doing their job in the spiritual realm to reinforce that false doctrine. Okay, so she was praying, and guess what? They showed up and did what they did to reinforce that doctrine. So this host appearing, and every other miracle that comes out of that church is just going to be demons working in the background, pushing through the veil, making these miracles happen.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kevin's no stranger to coming out of uh, religion. Uh, I want to say false religion, um, if I may be so bold. Um, Of course, he was not Roman Catholic, but you were Lutheran, weren't you, Kevin?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was. And I mean, and I said it before, there's a lot of really good things that I learned there. Um, But at at a certain point, um, there just wasn't. There just wasn't anything more. It 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 basically was here's all here's all the stuff that we can teach you about the Bible, and then they kind of stopped there. And they were like, what how, how do you practically use that for today?" There was really no discussion regarding in time, certainly not in time. Vacation <coughs> barely made a, a, an appearance every once in a while. So um, you know, it was more about um, just the the tried and true uh, Bible stories. And then the pomp and circumstance that goes around the worship. So, um, in that way, it was uh, there was a lot of Catholic influence um, in that. Um, but you know, like I said, the foundational elements of of the faith were there. And uh, without that, if I would have had nothing, I think that I would have been worse off. So, uh, you know. But at the same time, I didn't stay there forever either. So there, there was a reason, you know, there's that reason for that. So, you know, I, yeah, I, it's, it's interesting because with, with, with these churches, like Catholic church, Lutheran church and them, that they have their doctrines, they have their, their, their man, it's it's man-made traditions, man-made rules, man-made things. Like what you're talking about, Bob, I don't see purgatory in the Bible at all. I certainly don't see praying for the dead in the Bible at all, so the, these things are 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 made up, you see. And what the and and the problem that I have with that is that they put those man made made up things on the same pedestal as actual biblical doctrine, and sometimes even higher. Um, you know, the the incessant prayers and things like that we talked about before. Um, you know, things like that where it's like. That's what they're focused on. And of course the works-based salvation, that you're not justified Im- immediately when you accept Christ, but you have to accept Christ and then do works to earn your justification. It's just it's just wrong. It's just plain, flat out biblically wrong, and, and then it's man man-made and made up, and they put that above everything else, and that's where you get into the religion acts aspect of it. The fact that they Or, you know, they'll step in and intermediate for you. You don't need to have a personal discussion with Christ. You don't need to have a personal relationship. You don't need to really read the word. Don't worry, we'll do that for you. But that's the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which Jesus hates. And the reason why he hates it so much is because it removes the personal relationship there. It removes that aspect. It puts you under authority of man instead of the authority of the Lord. And, you know, all those things combined in regards to this, like you mentioned, Greg, the, the Reverend mentioned it himself. The Lord multiplied himself. I mean, th- that's a sus statement right there. I mean, that is, they're, 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 yeah, it just, it, <laughs> there you go, I used it. They, it, it just, it, the, the, the ping goes off at that point. And you're like, hmm, I don't know. And so it just, does, the fact that they they think of it that way, is, uh, you know, and and this is linked to that. It just already starts you down a path of of thinking that this is probably not from God. I mean, we don't necessarily know 100%, but we've got to test the spirits. And I'm sorry, but the Eucharist is not about eating Christ's body, okay? It's not about eating his actual body, that his body is transformed into the wafer and that you're eating his body. That's not what it is you're doing it in remembrance of him that he gave his body that he gave his blood for us that's that's different than than actually consuming somebody's flesh and blood and uh you know it's interesting because the bible even had an episode in there where he talked about that where people his some his disciples were not his 12 but his other disciples were there going you're saying that we need we need to actually eat you like a cannibal Right, and and, that's, and, hard
0: teaching, yeah,
3: that's hard teaching. Yeah, that's hard to, that's And guess what? They they left. And then what did what did Jesus say about them? They were never of us. See, they just didn't get it. They they didn't, they didn't understand the the symbolism of it. And so, yeah, it's it, it, I I don't know, Greg. I I think that that's a it's an interesting subject and it's an interesting video. Um, a lot of you, both of you guys said maybe they're going for a church drive with this, right? Maybe they're they're trying to boost their numbers saying, oh, well, look at this church does miracles. Where else are you going to go, right? This is the place to go. I mean, who knows? Who knows the motivation behind except for Lord?
2: Okay. Um, if you'll give me about two minutes here, I got a couple of scriptures I want to share with you, but... The first thought that comes to mind here is with this Eucharist thing and all the pomp and ceremony and the rituals, you know. uh, What they're trying to do is try to unify man with God. They're trying to converge the two. They think that by eating the blood and uh, the body of Christ, you're going to be one with Christ. Christ is going to be in you. You're going to be in him, you know, all that kind of thing that uh, we're supposed to be focusing on through prayer and through scripture study and through our relationship, our personal relationship with Christ the Lord and our Heavenly Father. So a couple of scriptures that come to mind is Genesis five twenty four, uh, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Okay, Enoch had no Eucharist. Enoch had no pomp and ceremony in his life. But he walked with God. He was one with God. He was his friend. He was, uh, he had a relationship. He was intimate with God. He talked with him just like I'm talking with you right now on every subject. Okay, that, that's the kind of relationship God wants. Now, the other scripture we have here in Hebrews 11.5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Okay? It wasn't some priest that told him, Enoch, please God. It wasn't some monk. It wasn't some sister out there or pastor or preacher. It was God himself who told him in his heart, you please me. I'm going to take it. And that's probably one of the first and few instances of a rapture because he did not taste death. Okay. And, 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 and this is the whole crux of the matter here. We are trying to be the bride of Christ. Now, if you, if you, how many of you brethren are married? Raise your hands. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> but, you know for a fact that your your sweetheart has to love you when she comes up to the altar to be married to you. She has to cherish you. She has to have a passion for you. She, You know, she's just not any old dame you picked off the street, right? So this is the kind of relationship God wants with us. He wants an intimate relationship so that we can be one with him and be his bride. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. For me, it's very, very simple. It it has nothing to do with pomp and ceremony.
0: Very good. Amen.
1: I'd like to make a comment on this. Uh, Someone made a comment right here since we're talking about all that. It says, my biological mom, sadly, is involved with the Roman Catholic Church. She wouldn't even attend my wedding and told me when I go into labor with this baby, God won't protect us. (laughs) Now, I know how you feel. My mom, my biological mom, she is the one that's hardcore Catholic. In fact, she's so super Catholic that she actually ran an organization called the Blue Army, which was a form of a a promotional platform for the uh, statue of the Lady of Fatima and all that stuff like that. So... With that being said, I had a talking, moving statue in my house. I was paraded all over the country in the Western nations and in Eastern nations. And when it wasn't paraded, it sat in my living room. Okay, when I lived at my mom's house, and uh, I felt so uneasy about the thing. I didn't understand why. I had my cousin? He saw it moving, giving them dirty looks, and everything. It was just wow. Okay, so if you think you got a bad, I had a bad with her. And no matter what I try to tell her, though, what's messed up is she just can't seem to get past the fact that you have to worship Mary, which is scary, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus is great. He did wonderful work for us. But, man, you got to focus on Mary. And he's like, you're not focusing on the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why you go to heaven. I mean, you are focusing on what you have to do to get out of purgatory. You're not, you're not trusting in the blood, are you? If you're trusting in... Oh, man, I hope somebody prays for me. So I got a purgatory. You're not trusting in the blood, are you, Paul? No. Okay. And my, my father-in-law, if he trusted, he didn't trust in the blood. He trusted a scapular he wore that, I guess, an apparition of Mary told somebody in the 1400s, hey, if you wear the scapular, when you die, you, Mary will come and get you the first Saturday after you die and you're in purgatory. Okay. So that all started there. That same apparition probably fooled those farmer girls In uh, Vandema and also Garen Bendel. Okay, so and on top of that, my my mom and she came to my church. I wasn't at a Catholic church where my sons were. My sons were born. They they weren't baptized, but our church, what they did was they dedicated them to the Lord. Okay, they do a dedication service for the babies, Mm -hmm. and she went there. Boy, she was just like locked down, and almost like she. It almost looks like she was just like this place is horrible. Because you know what, we were singing, we were rejoicing, we we're clapping, and we we're praising God. When the preacher spoke a verse, we're like, "Amen!" Woo! You know, we did all that stuff. And she was like, "What's going on? This is this is messed up." Okay, I guess everybody in heaven. When you get to heaven, we all stood there like this, very quietly. <laughs> and you have that. somebody in the background going, oh, <laughs> <dee-o-la-dee-o-oh."> <laughs> you know, that's what heaven's that all about, right?"
3: It sounds like a bunch of idols to me, Bob. It's that's yeah. I mean, it's just, you mentioned one after one thing after another, after another. And it's just like, just like before when Israel fell into sin, they would worship wood and stone idols. And it's like those that, that cannot breathe and that are not alive. And it's like, put your trust in this object, put your trust mm-hmm. in, 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 in this doctrine or whatever. And it's like, how about push your, put your trust in the living Christ? Mm-hmm. How about that? I mean, how about try that? You know, and, and the and the simple fact that this woman said that, I mean, just goes to show you how deceived you can ultimately be when you go down a path of of rel- any religion. You know, you you can just g- get get so far down there into man made things where you're basically now condemning your your grandchild i mean even non-believers don't do that uh so you gotta you gotta wonder where her heart and her spirit is at that point um certainly um her religion didn't bring her to to peace and love did it i mean that's not a loving spirit
1: absolutely not no
3: that's really sad i'm sad to hear that and um you know, I, I also saw another person in chat saying, yeah, I had a friend or a relative or whatever said, I will never, ever be born again. That I, I, That's not a good, that's, that's not a good aspiration. I mean, that's, that's really, um, that's really. That does not shame. sound good. Yeah, that, that does not sound good.
1: Does, not, <laughs> does that sound good?
0: It, yeah. It's <laughs> really a shame,
3: isn't it? Uh, that you go yeah. down that far where you're just, where you're going to basically. Um, quench the Holy Spirit is what you're doing. You're just, yeah. you're just saying, no, I'm not going to be filled by you. I'm not going to be born
2: again. Brother, I, I just want to ask one little simple question here. How many of you every day, multiple times a day, pray that the Lord comes back quickly?
0: <laughs> oh, almost all the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. can't <laughs> okay. I mean, stop, right?
2: Under every breath,
1: basically. Yeah, <laughs> it usually happens like after I, I watch some news piece, yeah, something like that Biden says or something's going on in China. Please. I'm like, Lord, okay, come back.
0: The fact that they're coming uh, out with a Barbie movie too, I was like, you know, come on, <laughs> we can't, we can't, yeah. we can't have that. We can't have that. No. Barbie. Nobody movie. wants
2: that.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's for I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. okay.
2: The, the reason, the reason I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Because if you look at Luke 18, okay, and verses 6 to 8, um, this is about the, the parable of the unjust judge, you know, who wouldn't listen to this widow. She was importuning him nonstop, knocking on his door day and night, trying to get her case in front of him. The Lord, The Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? I bet he won't because most people will be attached to their idols, to their ceremonies, to the Eucharist, and everything else that goes on with this you know, circus out there and they won't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They will not be begging him day and night to come back. They will just be, you know, business as usual, just like as in the days of Noah, days of Lot, you know, eating, drinking, uh, building, selling, uh, just not a care in the world. As long as I'm going to church once a week and as long as I'm taking that Eucharist, I'm good to go. Oh, sure. (laughs) Sure.
3: You know what's interesting, yeah. Bob, is we talked about this transitionary period, right? The blurring of the lines between the age of grace and going into the tribulation, and how close we are, um, and the fact it, and the fact that many of us are 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 calling out for the Lord's vengeance, not not on people who are like directly harming us and killing us right now, although that is happening in the world and has happened for two thousand years. But uh, certainly not in the, in the way it will happen in the tribulation. But I just noticed, Bob, that like lately, a lot of people are basically saying, you know, the Lord needs to come back and dole out his wrath on the people who are basically just turn their backs on the truth and will not repent. And we see that in, in the passages in Revelation about how the, how the people that are here. Yes, some of them will repent and um and some but many will not as well and we I, I think that every day Bob it's just like more and more so it's just like the Lord has to come back soon otherwise there will not be no flesh saved uh there there, there will mm-hmm. be no possibility of actually having anybody uh call on him to return that's a great point. they, they, yeah. they won't exist
0: Good. Yeah,
1: that's great. Right. Exactly. There will no flesh should be saved unless he unless he comes back because yeah. you know, back in the days of Noah, almost all the flesh was gone, except for Noah and his family. That's what right. the Bible said that his genealogy was perfect, so they put him in an ark, saved them, wiped everybody out. And then what happened at Tower of Babel? Repeat, you had uh Nimrod. Bible said he became a mighty hunter. He was human, that became Nephilim. Okay. Mm-hmm. So something happened with him where he was able to elevate himself to Nephilim physically, and I think that's why they the whole desert storm took place, and I heard they went into Iraq mm. to get the body of Nimrod because they need him. Something within his DNA is the answer they're looking for, for converting uh, humans to uh, to Nephilim. And now here we are today, the modern d- Tower of Babel, which is not a tower now. It's a manifestation of a global grid of con- tyrannical control mm-hmm. which would be system which is a it's a type of tower of babel one world sure. global unity and uh you're talking earlier there paul about how how are they going to change everybody on earth to a nephilim well they already got the first uh phase done with the shot to the arm mm-hmm. okay that was the first phase and it's kind of like a grounding phase and i heard that those who got it if the if the body accepted it then their position for the next phase. If the body didn't, they will either die quickly or slowly over time, but still fairly quickly. And this is why we saw so many deaths take place, especially, you guys have noticed, uh, 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 the insurance companies reported 169% increase in uh, policies being paid out to young people, I mean for young people, that covered young people from 2021 to 2022. 169% Increase. That's How crazy. did that happen? That's never happened before. Mm. Why did that happen?
2: Going back, going back to what Kevin was saying, you know that those days uh, would be shortened, or or else nobody would be spared. Nobody would be saved. Right. Mm. Here's my question, and perhaps you can enlighten me a little bit here. Okay. When we're we're talking about the the days being shortened, now obviously the good Lord knows everything from the beginning. Okay that when was when was this shortening calculated was this done it, during his age will it be done during the tribulation age like there will be a conference up in heaven or or will it, but it be the uh, the effect of our prayers down here people pleading with the lord and i want to give you one one scripture here second peter 3 11 12 uh, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and go- godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and and speed, it's coming. Speed, it's coming. In other words, he's saying it, it, it's not just good enough to be looking forward to it, but you also have to speed, it's coming. So I'm getting the sense here that the prayers uttered by saints now will bring on the rapture and possibly during the tribulation those prayers will bring on other miracles, other manifestations certainly not the second coming before it's due because we know it's seven years that have to lapse before the Lord returns the second time, right? But so what... it appears
3: as though in Revelation 8-12 uh, and Greg Arn, what, what did you want to talk about this? first?
0: Oh, no, this is what he brought up. This is what Paul oh, will bring up. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, Revelation 8.12, you can bring that up. Um, it's a fourth angel. And the fourth angel sounds the trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and a third of the night. It, it, it appears to me, though, is that this... This is where the days are shortened. It 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 seems like that it would be too much of a coincidence, since Jesus talks about that, um, and he he says this in in both Matthew and Luke that, um, that the days will be shortened. Um, so and he's talking about it when you know when the end times. It's it's not something he's saying is going to happen imminently. He's saying w- w- when these things take place, and he's talking about also the abomination of desolation in there as well. So, the fact that this is there in the fourth trumpet, in you know, pretty into Revelation past the seals. Um, now, whether or not you believe they're exactly the same time that the first seal and the fourth seal lines up with the fourth trumpet or whatever, that's not the point. The point is not the very beginning, it's somewhere down the road. This is after the martyrs. This is talked about after the martyrs. Now, I'm not saying that Revelation is exactly, um, you know, chronological because it's not. We know that. But at the same time, though, this is kind of deep into it. And the fact that it talks about a third is not shining and a third of the night and a third of the day, I mean, that is giving, you know, specific examples of how something is shortened. So God's not the author of confusion. I don't think that he's trying to... To make us jump through hoops to try to figure this out, I think it's pretty much laid out right here, and that's when the days are shortened. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm not saying that the seven years in terms of the number of days are going to be shortened, no. but the fact that the that but the but the length of time in a day is mm-hmm. going to be shortened. And Bob, that you've mentioned this on a bunch of your videos, that can explain a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Of exactly how we can get to 2030, for example, and still have seven years, but not start in 2023. So you can have those same number of days, less hours, and then basically get yourself out to that same point in time. So it's, it's an interesting topic. And I think Bob's done a really good job to explain how a Shemitah is like above... Um, you know, the, the 70th week, uh, which is above the tribulation, right? So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's kind of, or is it tribulation and then 70th week? I don't know. you got a good slide on it. Okay. All I remember is that those things are contained within each other. It's almost like a, a nesting doll where you've got the big container and then you have something inside of it and then something inside fits there as well.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, yeah the seven-year tribulation, uh, the Shemitah cycle is the housing, Right. Okay. And then within the housing, within the framework, you have the time of uh, the tribulation activities. Exactly. And those activities can be shortened. And like you're saying right there, you know, we know Satan already knows that he needs seven years of twenty four hour days in order to execute zero flesh on the earth. He's not that's getting right. it, is it? He? No, he's not getting it. And that's no. why like, like I said about the Tower of Babel, God intervened because if he didn't intervene the Tower of Babel. There would have been no flesh to have been saved because Nimrod would have wiped them all out. God intervened with the flood of Noah because if he didn't, all the flesh, even eventually Noah and his family, would have been wiped out. Let me make a
3: point real quick, Bob, um, on on that, on on Satan and the the timing. You know, when Satan's cast down, it says that he knows that he has a short time, right? Mm -hmm. Is that because the days have been shortened right then and there or just before that? A lot of people believe that Satan is going to be cast down during the midpoint, and a lot of people believe that the fourth trumpet is also at the
0: midpoint. That's a good point. I haven't looked at it that way. Yeah, and I I I just
3: thought of that when Bob was saying it, is that Satan Mm -hmm. thinks he's going to get seven years of 24-hour days, but he's not, and then when he is cast down, he he knows he has a short time. Well, if you know you have a short time, it's shorter than what you thought it was going to be, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. And you know to make a well, I like to say like what Paul said though in the book of Peter about praying the the speed okay because our prayers do um, usher in the wrath of God on the earth for three and a half years however that works out and those prayers we see it manifest under the altar where everybody is compiling as they die in the first three and a half years and they are praying for their blood to be avenged on the earth so they're praying they're crying out. But it's interesting, though, when you read uh, Revelation 8.12, uh, I think it was 8.12 that you read. If you go back a few verses to 8.5, something very interesting that kind of goes along with what you're saying right there. And it says, And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. Now, this init- what he's doing here is initiating the three and a half years of God's wrath. Okay? But listen to this. It goes on to say, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake, okay? So there were voices within that vial, that sensor he filled. There were voices that manifested. So are these voices being turned into a weapon during the three and a half years of God's wrath? Is it God's wrath or is it the fact that God's taken our prayers from those on the altar and those on the earth? He's taking those prayers, turns it into a weapon, and then uses it for his wrath. How about that?
3: Well, go go back, go back to three and four, Greg, because um, this, is the, this is the context of that. Another angel had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the mm-hmm. throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God in the angel's hand. That's when he takes the sensor and fills it with the fire. So yeah, Bob certainly contained with that uh, are the voices, right? Are the, are the the voices of the prayers that that are there and those and you know those prayers are 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 not uh, you know I'm sure a lot of them are like Lord t- get as many as you possibly can, but there's also many prayers there under that altar for vengeance, isn't there? Oh yeah. Um, because uh, you've got all the tribulation saints that are, are are basically calling out for the vengeance. So when that goes down, that, that is not a, um, it's not a really a friendly fire, is it? It's, it's, no. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it, it's not all, you know, all but butterflies and rainbows at that point. It is um, it, it starts the, the, the bad stuff, which is basically the, the the first angel sending down hail and fire mixed with blood. So, that, that that's what's to, that's basically this is is the pre the pre show, so it's going down there and it's just starting it all up with these trumpets, and uh, it certainly seems like it's uh you know it's definitely as a result of um, the perfect timing of God's plan along with the prayers and yeah. everybody who's up there at, at, at that point.
0: Folks, we see your comments. We see your questions. Just let you know, we are going to get to them in a little bit, okay? You can put them down. Uh, Chef Johnny, Tina, Name Watcher, we have all your your questions, okay? We'll get to them in a little bit.
2: Kevin, Kevin, you're spot on. You're spot on. You're spot on. And I've got something that dovetails very nicely here with what we've been talking about. It's in uh, 2 Thessalonians uh, 2, verses 9 through 11, okay? I'm going to read it out to you. The coming of the lawless one uh, will be in accordance with how Satan works, not how God works, how Satan works. Mm -hmm. he will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. Mm -hmm. And all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. In other words, the prayers of the saints along with the will of God is that, okay, so you you people down there want to believe the lie? Fine. We're going to send you some delusions now. Get ready. And Satan will have free reign with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and this is like what I was talking about before when we brought up the situation with the Catholic Church. Um, now, uh, you know, it is interesting that they know they were going to contact the Vatican about this or potentially let them know about it. We'll see what happens, how big this gets. It it may just fizzle out. It may be that the entire world is focused on this event and this this m- miracle. Now, if that's the case, as we, we would see that progress, uh, we have to start wondering what is going to be where is it going to go from there, and is there an wow. agenda attached to it? If there's an agenda attached to it, it's very clear to me that it's going to point to Roman Catholicism as being a uh, a, a main uh, a point there to to focus on as as a wow. main uh, church, okay in this ecumenical movement. You know, you have Judaism. You have uh, you you have Christianity. uh, Well, Christianity being, of course, anybody who's believing that Jesus uh, is the one who died. We're talking about Roman Catholicism. Uh, We're talking about you know, of course, uh, Islam, and all these three coming together. Now, don't forget, Islam. You know, Muslims do believe uh, that you know they they know who Jesus is, but they just don't believe him as being Son of God, being the Savior. They believe him as uh, Isa bin Maryam. They they believe him just as a prophet, son of Mary. Uh, right. That's it. Um, but they they even expect him to come back, right? We Don't do, forget yeah. about that. They, they expect, expect to Jesus come to come back. come back. We expect him to come back and, um,
3: and help Muhammad basically turn everybody into a Muslim. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so they expect him to come back. Uh, the Jews are waiting for their Messiah, right? right. And you have, you know, The Roman Roman Catholicism that's waiting for Jesus to return Um, it, it, you know, and then there's going to be different. There's different parishes, different sections. Some some don't even believe that some believe that revelation already happened. So, you know, there's different sections of Roman Catholicism and some priests believe other things and and others will believe others, but they do have a main primary head. Right. And they're supposed to always rely on the pope.
3: Well, you know what's interesting, Greg, is yeah. that even some within the Catholic
0: Church, even some at
3: some of the higher ranks of the Catholic Church, believe that the higher ranks of the Catholic Church are pure, pure evil. <laughs> That—that's what's amazing to me is that there are people within the Catholic Church who actually know that the Catholic Church is ultimately going to to be that persecutor of of. Believers, uh, mm-hmm. they, they, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing how they how they still stay there. But God must have a, a reason to have them there. Uh, maybe they're the ones who are just like are part of the restrainer restraining force that that because we know there's evil inside of of the Catholic Church. Um, something's restraining it from being t- completely manifested, right? So, I mean. Don't put it past God to use restrainers within the Catholic Church as well.
2: you know um, it, it, we have to keep it as simple as possible, I think you know when the Lord said that uh, unless somebody enters the kingdom as a child, you know he can't get in and uh, he gave he gave these people the two great commandments, okay. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And now I'm referring to another scripture here in, uh, what is it now? It's in, uh, Mark 12, Mark 12, verse, uh, 29. Um, And uh, he goes on to say, the most important one answered Jesus is this, hear O Israel, okay, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself, there's no commandment greater than these, then this guy who was listening to him, okay, to all this, Okay. Uh, That would be all you people who are listening to this right now out there. Okay. You're listening to this. Okay. Because he just gave you the two commandments. He said to the Lord, well said teacher, the man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there's no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And now, verse 34 is really what knocks it out of the ballpark, okay? <laughs> when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. So, if you want to be close to the kingdom of God, if you, are not, you don't want to be far from the kingdom of God, just apply those two basic commandments. Everything else is immaterial. Okay. That's what the Lord put in my heart to share with you today. Thank you.
1: Amen. You know, I love the part we talked about. when You know, Jesus said that we must become like little children in order to enter the kingdom of God. Okay. Now, I always had a problem with that. I was like, okay, so I got to be like super naive. I gotta be super accepting of everything. Just love everybody. Walk, run around the basket and toys and flowers, and just throw it everywhere and just love everybody. No, that's not what he was talking about. What he's talking about is being born again. Yeah. When you are born, you are a baby. You are a child. That's being born again, and that's how you enter in the kingdom. When you are born again, believer, finished works. You believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that you are sealed until the day of redemption. Ephesians four thirty. Ephesians one. Uh, thirteen, fourteen, okay. Uh, Ephesians 2.8.9, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works. It's a gift of God, thus they mention boast. Okay, It's a gift. So our rebirth is a gift. And when we're reborn, we become like little children. Now, we're adults. You can be reborn right now, but your spirit is an adult spirit, but it has limited understanding, right? Until you start learning, right, Paul? Until you start reading the word. You have limited understanding. It's an adult spirit. Yeah. Okay. Because you're an adult. But it has a mindset of a child. You ever hear like the a brand new Christians, baby Christians? You guys hear about that? Even though they're adult, they're baby Christians. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're like children. They have been reborn spiritually. Okay. And now and they even, have to
0: learn.
3: even those who aren't who are spiritually, you know, um, I guess more mature. Are also childlike in a way because think of it with, when you were a child, you didn't have to deal with, uh, with with the the world, the the world system. Let's let's call it that. You know, Satan's system of the world and going into that deception and following the ways of the earth dwellers. When you when you repent and you change your mind about that, you basically are a child again to the world. So you are not in that system anymore you are just like you were before when you did not uh you know carouse at night when you did not do those things when you're a child you're not doing those things when you repent and you become born again bob you're not doing those things either so you you've got to go back to 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 where you were uh you know beforehand before you you went into the morass and went down into the world You've changed your mind and say, "I'm not going to go there anymore," and you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven if you're in that morass. There's just no way. You, you, you are doing things that are that are absolutely keeping you out of the kingdom of heaven at that point. Now, listen; it's not about salvation. Kingdom of heaven is a little different, but that's for a different topic for a different day. But the point is, is that if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, that is a that is a, a special relationship that you have. Just like the, this verse, what, you know, I love the end of this. He's, or not not this verse. I do love this verse, though, Greg. But it's the verse that Paul brought up before, which is after he asked that question, nobody asked him any more questions, did they? No. No. He, the, the, the case was closed on that. See, and no man after that durst him ask any questions. It's like, no. You know? <laughs> hey, what more are you going to say? You cannot That's argue like with that. Right? I
2: mean, there's no. Oh, Not much. I, I want to thank you, Kevin. I want to thank you so, so much for making that distinction that we have to uh, shift, you know, shift away from the world, you know, yes. like disengage. Because I was deeply engaged, you know, with politics, with this bug uh, and a whole bunch of other things right up until December 2022. Okay, mm. When the Lord said to me, essentially, disconnect now. You have mm. to disengage, disconnect from the world and focus on one thing, one thing only, and that's the rapture. Nice. That's why I've got, that's why I got the, the, the website now, rapturedreams.com. Okay, uh, it's got 136 videos of people who had rapture dreams. Uh, Ten of them are of people who have, were left behind and they're going through the tribulation. Seven of them are of children having dreams and the rest are of, you know, adults. And some are in Spanish, some in Greek, some in French. Because you know I speak French and Greek. Anyway, it's a long story. But the point is, the Lord told me to just disengage, disconnect from the world. Why would he? Why would he do that?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, especially, right, Paul? Yeah. yeah. I mean, after all, we are on the verge of World War II. We are. We are on the world verge of a collapse of the country.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> think. Yeah, World War Two.
3: Uh, I think it's three, Bob. I think World War, War Two. Yeah, I, I say think two? World War II yeah, you said two. Oh, I'm sorry, World War. <laughs> We're three. on the verge of World War, <laughs> War II. Yeah, I, go back and I think that. we
0: understood. We understood what you're talking about.
3: It was man. just sorry. making sure that there was a clarification there that people didn't think, yeah. think that you.
2: You, you have World War. II. <laughs> there was a time shift. He shifted into a different dimension.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's part yeah. of the
2: Avengers or something, right? Uh, yeah. Well, here's the
3: yeah, but Bob, you're absolutely right. We it's so weird that during this period of time that yes, some people are actually being called out and say don't spend so much time in the world stuff, right? It's just like focus more on me, focus yeah. more on the my promises, focus more on blessed hope, focus more on coming together like this and having uplifting discussions about, you know, the the fruits that we get by mm-hmm. by being born again. I mean, how awesome yeah. that experience is. We have, There's been times, Paul, where we talked about, like, what's going to happen when we're in heaven? You know, what are we going to do? This is going to be amazing, you know, and all the joy that comes from that. When you start thinking about all the world stuff, it does, like, it has an effect on you. You it don't it down. feel that joy, do you?
0: I no, mean, it weighs it down, you down. Yeah, know?
2: it weighs you down. And, like, what's, you what know- is it? Benefiting you, right? The other thing that happened because I live in a van, okay. The other thing that happened one day, I, you know, I have the rear view mirror here on the windshield, right? And one day, this thing, the, the rear view mirror was down on the dash, it just fell off the windshield, just poof, just like that. And the prompting I had was, Stop looking back, look forward. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. oh, there you go. Yeah, it's hard to look back if you don't have a mirror, right? I mean, it's... like Stop looking at your life, what you did, what you didn't do, and all that. Just keep looking forward for the rapture. Keep going forward. Put your focus on the Lord and and forget everything else. By the way, when I had my near-death experience in 2006, I just want to... Yes, please, fill us in. ...a little bit more here, okay? I had been overworked, uh, and uh, I wasn't sleeping enough. And even though I had been working out and everything else, uh, I had this this heart attack where I had chest pains here. I started to sweat. uh, I fell back breathless on my back. And I thought, okay, here we go. This is not good. You know, it's hurting. And I could feel like a suction. Somebody was sucking my spirit through my navel area, my belly button area, it was just being sucked, and I was getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And I I thought of my children. I thought of, you know, I've got six children, three boys, three girls. Uh, And I thought, okay, they're going to be all right, you know. And then the thing that dawned on me above everything else was that all my sins had been totally wiped clean off the slate that the Lord's sacrifice had made it possible that I was ready to go. And the joy that I felt the happiness, it was just out of this world, just beyond words. Okay. Uh, this expectation of being up there. And then my business partner walks in and sees me on the floor and revives me. I've never forgiven him since, but the point is this, uh, <laughs> Uh, there is something far, far greater. And the Lord has said, you know, words cannot describe what the Lord has in store for his saints, right? It's just beyond comprehension. So that's what we have to keep looking forward to now. Leave the past behind, leave the drama behind, leave the world behind, because we're not of this world. We're here on a journey, okay? Mm -hmm. We're here on a very short journey. My journey has been rather tumultuous, I must say, I must admit, you know, uh I've lived in nine countries, uh been married five times, uh and you know, you, you get beaten by three heart attacks and uh, you still keep going, right? <laughs> so, uh thank I thank the Lord every day that I'm still here and that I have an opportunity to To to, to serve him, to do his will. I don't want my will. I don't want my heart. I want his will. And it's so strange, Greg, that, uh, what was it, uh, two weeks ago, you know, you you wrote me and you said, Paul, would you like to be online with us? It was like an answer to prayer because I was asking the Lord, what do you want me to do now? Okay, I've got the website. (laughs) Okay, it's got 136 videos. Uh, I've got other videos on YouTube about the rapture. Now what? Okay, and, and here we are talking about the lord and his uh his goodness his mercy Mm
1: -hmm. god is good Mm -hmm. that's a great testimony you know i love the fact when you said when you were on your back and you felt your soul your spirit leaving your body through your belly button okay that's different i never heard of it that way it's usually like uh like through the nostril or or the
0: up through the head or or yeah
1: well, out what, of the but, mouth
0: uh, or nostril, mouth, yeah.
1: nostril. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least not going out the back way, right? So <laughs> Maybe that's when you go down. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, <laughs> no, I had to say that. So, um, you know, but the thing is, uh, we talked about um, the feeling of how good you felt about that. You know, when we are, and I think the reason why that is because, you know, we have a spirit, we have a body, we have a soul. Okay, the soul's lived experience of the spiritual body and the physical body. It's like the pilot for the physical and the spiritual body. Okay, but when we die, the pilot, the soul, is no longer feeling, taking in info and everything and being drugged down by the physical body. All it could feel is just this reborn, you know, Christ-like spirit body that's just full of Jesus, sinless, just full of God's grace and glory Mm -hmm. and that's I think that's why we feel that way because now all we can feel is just our spirit body okay we're not being weighed down by this physical you know meat suit no more okay so I think um, and you know what when the rapture resurrection happens you know that's interesting it's uh, how that all how that's all going to play out the Bible says that the mortal must put on immortality okay the corruptible must put on incorruption. Okay, that's 1 uh, Corinthians 15 51, 53. Wow. Okay, so basically, how, how's that going to feel? You know, people say it feels like electricity going through your entire body. I don't know, it's going to be amazing. And mean, you guys, yeah, think about people that are dead. How's it going to feel for them to be reunited with their body? <laughs> we get to ask everybody about that. You know, imagine everybody we get to talk to in heaven and you could i would love to hear death experiences i just would especially if i never experienced it if i get that far and make it to the rapture i would want to hear everybody's death experience <laughs> okay because if i don't go through it myself then i'm gonna be like wow okay so what what did you see how did it feel and stuff like that there's just gonna be so much to do like kevin was saying But the thing, In the, kevin,
2: the thing about this the devil is he wants you to be afraid of death okay and our whole construct, our whole society is built on surviving, living longer, You know, extending your days, not getting sick, blah, 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 the whole nine hours. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Once you pass that fear, I don't have any fear of death. In fact, I welcome it. I mean, I pray to the Lord, Lord, if you're ready, I'm ready, whenever. Once you get past that, then it becomes a joyous, thing to look forward to. I mean, you're not going to take your own life, obviously. You know, you're not going to commit suicide. But uh, it, it, it's like walking through a door. For me, it was like taking the little kid that has never been to, uh, you know, Disneyland or Wonderland or whatever you want to call it, taking them for the first time. And he's waiting at the gate. He's waiting to go in. He can see everything. He can see all the sights in there. And then you tell him, sorry, you can't come in right now. Uh, we're full. You got to come back some other time, okay? Bye-bye. See you later. (laughs) That's how it felt for me. I wanted to be there so, so, so badly. And words cannot describe the joy I felt, the warmth, the love, the love, the absolute incredible, uh, I I don't know, adoration, whatever you want to call it. It's like a... a, uh, Extraterrestrial love. It's something you don't feel here on Earth. You don't.
1: Amen. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that there. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Bob. Go ahead.
3: I was just gonna agree and say that's that's really the only time that I like really feel true peace and joy is when I'm dwelling on the Lord in the Word, like absent from the 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 body in a way. You know, I mean, our bodies are dealing with this world every day, living in it, decaying along with it. And you get absent out of that, and then you, you can you disconnect yourself from that, and then it's like just this weight just goes bye bye. And um, you know, because you can you can consider what eternity is going to be like without the weight of that on you, the weight of the sin nature. And all those things. It's, um, it's quite an and, amazing
2: thought. And then, and then to think to think that you're going to have an immortal body, right? Right. All of a sudden. better now, than that, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden now you don't have to worry about dying or getting sick. Okay. So what's your attention going to be on? Well, yeah. uh, what are you going to focus on now? Because you don't have to worry about dying. Right. 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 What, what are you going to spend your time on?
1: Right. Amen. Yeah. You well, we don't have to spend our time have. making money. No. Mm, that'd, yeah. be that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: I mean we're gonna have an eternity to to spend time with each other, with the Lord, with billions of people who have come to the Lord over the the just all of these years. I mean, we're we're going we're just never gonna run out of things to do. I mean, consider that. that God's got things planned for us. For eternity—that's <laughs> a long time. I mean, it's—we're it, never going to get bored. It's—it's it's just an amazing thought, isn't it? I mean, just like what is in store it is amazing. From, we can't even really even imagine it. I mean, we have ideas and thoughts, but but the things are going to be like you know, infinitely greater than that. It's—it's it's hard to imagine how awesome um, it's going to be, and the fact that this period of time where we're living on this earth is such a crucial time for each and every person in order to come to the Lord during that period of time. But it's such a tiny, tiny speck over all of eternity that you're going to exist. So um, that's why it's so important right now and why it's, it's, it's like you don't, no one's promised tomorrow that you don't know when that you're going to have your last breath. And if you're not right with the Lord and you haven't accepted his free gift, that's I'm it. telling you on the other side does not await good things that's
0: it. it's you know, not it's a fable not, folks this is not yeah there were't this is not a fairy tale this is real no. this is reality, this is the truth uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. no one comes to the Father except through me i I keep saying it if I only found that one piece of scripture right yeah. everything else was you know just that one little piece of of that's paper. a real good one, isn't it That would be, I think it would be enough for me. I mean, that, I mean, for it is now, but just not knowing the Lord before that. I mean, I have to be honest with you in, in growing up in Roman Catholicism, that never stuck out to me. And Mm. I don't think I've ever been pointed to that verse. As far as I remember, as far as I can tell, I've never been, I had never been pointed to that verse for whatever Mm. reason.
4: Mm -hmm. I mean, that
0: separates him from being a prophet, doesn't it? I mean, it
3: separates him from being just a man.
0: Oh, it does. It it
3: separates him. Either he's a liar or he's the son of God. I mean, it's, it's either one or the other. There's no middle ground when you take that verse into perspective, is there? I mean, he is basically saying, look, he is the way. He is the door. There's the father on one side, you're on the other, and I'm right there. I mean, it's like nobody else can really can claim that and and have something to back it up with as well. I mean, you know, the, the fact that this is the same guy that did all these miracles, the same guy that they knew was born of a virgin, even the Muslims know that he was born of a virgin, the same guy who died on a cross for what crime? And then the Mm -hmm. same guy who was seen by over 500 people at one time after he was dead. I mean, this is the same person who said this. So you put all those things together, along with another couple hundred prophecies that he fulfilled. And there is no mistake. And then when you accept him and you receive the Holy Spirit and then inside you change, then, you know, that's like, wow, this is this is real. This is not. A fairy tale. People will tell you, I'm not going to believe in your fairy tales. It's like, you know, this is not a fairy tale, okay? This is not even close to being a fairy tale. You'd have to be uh, more along the lines of being a fairy tale believer if you believed in evolution that we came from monkeys. That's a fairy tale. You've got to really stretch it it, to believe the universe just appeared (laughs) out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden things came together in order instead of chaos, you got to yeah. believe in fairy tales to actually believe that and say this this universe wasn't created by a designer.
1: Right. You know, uh, you guys keep talking about the Jesus, son of God. People don't believe, the Muslims don't believe he's the son of God. You know, I always go back to that video I made, how science proved Jesus is the son of God. And uh, it's real simple. The blood comes from the male donor. Okay, it contains the yep. DNA. This is why the Bible always goes male to male to male to male to male to male to male, to male in the bloodlines because that's where the blood goes. That goes comes from the father all the time, okay? So the blood, we got the egg and the sperm. The sperm brings the blood that's needed for this baby, okay? And since Mary never had a male donor, this is, you know, the Muslims believe that Mary had seed come from God manifest in her womb and brought this baby to life. It was Jesus. So you have to, all you got to ask them is if, uh, if you have Mary and that's it, where did the child's blood come from? Mm. If It was a heavenly, you know, a heavenly, uh, you know, supernatural that came and impregnated Mary. Then what's I say about his blood? Right. (laughs) And this is why his blood was shed at the cross. Right, because it was the blood of the Father manifested Good here on. on the earth, Jesus manifested in the flesh. Okay, it's just so it. simple to understand. Uh, and,
2: have, you, have you heard of Ron Wyatt?
1: Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, on videos. yeah.
3: Lana, was, Lana said something in chat I want to bring up. Um, she said it takes more faith not to believe in God than it does to believe, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know,
2: with Ron Ron Wyatt, just to condense it here, I I put up a little video on my channel, whose blood is this? But it goes along with what you said, Bob, you know, that there had to be somebody who was uh, contributing to the blood that was running through the veins of Jesus Christ. But what Ron Wyatt did, he found some blood right under the crucifixion site in a chamber 20 feet below, Um, and they analyzed the blood. They found out that it only had 24 chromosomes. It had 23 chromosomes from the mother and only one chromosome from the father, the Y chromosome. As you know, the mother contributes uh, an X chromosome because she only has XX chromosomes. The father has an X and Y chromosome. So if you get the Y chromosome, you end up a boy. If you get the X chromosome, you end up a girl. But in that blood... Two things two things they did that when they reconstituted the blood after 72 hours of warming it up the, the 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 lab technicians couldn't believe it because they said a dead blood cannot be brought to life again but they said this blood is alive and it only has 24 chromosome whose blood is this they asked Ron Wyatt and he says it's the blood the blood of your Messiah.
0: Amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Amen. I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, <laughs> no, no, like, no. this goes no, hand no. in hand with the stuff that you went through, either, that you discussed, Bob. I mean, science yeah. can prove. Yeah. <laughs> son yeah. of God. Yeah. And <laughs> another,
1: and the other fun fact about that too was the fact that at that, that that um the, the ark disappeared during the book of Jeremiah. That's the last time we saw it. Okay. And it turns out that ark was buried under um, it was buried under um, the uh, where Jesus was crucified. That's why the, the post went into the ground. The blood went down, went went through the rocks, and then went on the ark. But at that same place was also the uh, skull of uh, Goliath was also buried there as well. That's why it's called Golgotha, it's skull, which was Goliath's skull. Goliath of death. Yeah.
2: Uh, that's news to me. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and the that, fact that, that, that the Bible
1: says back in uh, yeah. Genesis uh, chapter three verse fifteen that uh, the Bible says that he will bruise the his heel, okay, his mm-hmm. his heel will bruise the skull, right, of the seed of the serpent, okay, mm-hmm. and of course his heels. What happened? They uh, his ankles. The nail went through his ankles, right. which held his legs in place at the cross. Okay, that's where Jesus' heels got bruised. Right underneath, I mean, he was right above the skull, the head of the serpent.
0: Yeah, that's Mm. incredible, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Wow. Wow. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, you can't just put all the stuff... No! I mean, you can't... All these these little facets, these details, I mean, people miss this stuff. Um, But it's amazing.
2: One little little tidbit here that Always uh, draws my attention and uh, it, it gives me a, a sort of an idea of what the Lord is like, you know, what God is like, God the Father is like. Remember um, at the Last Supper, uh, the Lord went down on his knees and he started washing the, the feet of the apostles. And uh, they said to him, please don't do that, you know, uh, we, we should be washing your feet. And he said to them, Okay, who is greater? The master who is sitting at the table eating the dinner, or the servant who is, you know, serving the meal? And they said, Obviously, it's the man who's at the table. So he said, If I, if I, your master, is washing your feet, okay, that means that whoever wants to be great amongst you should be the servant of all. This is the kind of mindset that Mm -hmm. is missing Missing with capital letters across Mm. every religion, okay? Mm -hmm. They all want to be high up on a pedestal. They all want to be worshipped and praised and, you know, glorified. We we want saints. We we need more saints. We need more of this. But nobody understands the the true meaning of being uh, like God, you know, because in Matthew 4, what is it? 548, Matthew 540, it says, be therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. To be perfect in the sense of being humble and being of service to your fellow man and of loving your fellow man as, you know, as you love yourself, that's a different quantum leap. It's like something the world doesn't really have a grasp on because it's every man for himself, you know, Darwinism.
0: Oh, yeah. No, totally, I and mean, you you nailed it. I mean, when you say that it is about uh, leadership, right? The, the leader, it, that's where cults are. How cults are formed too. Cults oh. are formed by this, right. and we don't realize. Well, oh well, the religions that we are speak of are actually cults.
4: Yes. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I'll stop there. But yeah, just <laughs> think idea, about man. it. Just think about it. Um, so you're, you're talking about large cults, but anyway. I digress. Uh, so, anyway, it, <laughs> Some of the largest in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, but, yes, the, the whole formation of um, this, uh, you know, this this divine feminine, right, spirit
4: mm. that
0: has encompassed the world, that has created this new Babylon, spirit of Babylon, mm. uh, that the, the whole world is under now because all the nations, right, Uh, partake in the adulteries of the spirit, Mm -hmm. um, are really, uh, this is, they've built this new power tower of Babel. They have. And I mean, it's now the world.
3: Greg, consider how quickly the world came together. Just fears, years years back, right? Like just, there was no dissension. There was
0: none.
3: uh, The world is going to fall for these deceptions and fall for the, 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 this false Christ, this false Messiah. And there is going to be just it, people are just going to, every government is going to fall right into
0: place ultimately. Yep. Oh, right now we have a false kind of a false Christ. Do you have that sure. rise of the divine feminine? And, uh, of course. you know, and, and you, and you see bar- her you and see just, her in New York Harbor. Yeah, You, you see her uh, uh, posted, you know, on the pedestal at the Roman Catholic church. Um, You know, name name a
3: country, Greg, name a country that is is not lockstep and barrel with uh, with the um, with the climate change initiatives and all that stuff. Name one country that's basically said, this is bunk. This is not science. This this is crazy. No, no, no. No, there's not. There's not one country. Name one country that said, we're not going to take this jab. We're, we're, we're not going to do this. Name one country that said that. There's not yeah, one country yeah. out there that said This is that. part of okay. the
0: Ishtar or the Ashtar spirit, right? Yeah. But eventually, there's someone that's coming that's stronger, right? Yeah. That's going to eliminate this spirit because there's one that's coming that's a that's supposedly a king, right? Right. That's going to devour this thing right now, this, this divine uh, feminine. It's going to devour it because something is coming that's stronger. Yes. And... You know, there's always speculation is Bob's has mentioned it too. even the name of this, uh, the spirit, whether it's, uh, you know, of what the names could be. And there's there's names talk about in the book of Enoch. I mean, people say, OK, that's controversial, controversial book, controversial subject. It's outside of scripture. Could it be the Azazel, Azazel, Azazel spirit? Mm. Don't know. But, you know, that's that's all whatever conjecture. It's well, you know what
3: kind of- spirit's going to the world right now, Greg, and that is the worshiping of the creation rather than the creator. That's right. And yeah. and not just the earth as, a, as, a, as the creation, but like whatever is right in people's own eyes, that people are a creation as well. People are worshiping each other. Okay. Do you see that people are getting down on their knees to people who are depraved and that are worshiping them? We just saw that just a couple weeks ago, if you know what I'm talking about. It was a major celebrity, used to be even bigger, got down on her knees in front of somebody who's just depraved and is basically worshiping them. This, this is what's happened to the world at this point. Is that yeah. this and this is worldwide. This is not just local, okay? So certainly this world is primed and ready to to ultimately be devoured by this beast, right? And that's really yes. what you're talking about, Greg, is that this harlot system that's oh, flourishing God. in this world now that will flourish even further up until the point where the beast turns on that yeah. harlot. Yeah, I mean, there are going to be 10
0: nations, 10 kings that do follow along with the beast. We, we know about that. Right. We've read about that. But, you know, and for the most part, I mean, there's not, not going to be a reason to worship a, a Mary anymore or a, uh, you know, um, right. any... Any type well, of Ashtar, Ashtar spirit. I mean, for the most part, uh, there's going to be one who who sits in the temple proclaiming exactly. to be God. Exactly, himself as God. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now
1: God, they're worshiping whales. Man, worship exactly. I said now they're worshiping whales. You guys yeah. see that one whale that got beached, and they spent all his billions of dollars and all the stuff like that to try to get to, try to take care of his whale. All right. the millions and millions of people chimed in. And eventually they got the whale back up to health, got it back out in the water and stuff like that. And all these people are just celebrating and millions of people were just, uh, you know, all over social media about all this. Okay. It was a whale. All right. I, okay. It's one of God's animals, God's creatures. I get it. But now, of course, how many children die through the abortion every day? Okay. Right. And everything else. Okay. So I think you're right. You know, they're worshiping the creation and especially yes. animals. Okay. They're really bad in India about this stuff. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. I guess I never read that part of the book of Revelation where God destroys a third part of the life in the sea. Right. Okay. So all those whales? Yeah, God's going to wipe out probably a few hundred thousand of them. Sure. Okay. That's how much he cares about you worshipping your stupid whales. Okay. Yeah,
3: it's really sad that people are are have turned to the all these other things to worship. Right? I mean, worship it's
0: creation like rather than God,
3: creation. God, God is is like is there and he's he's willing, he's living, he's breathing, he's right there. And yet these people will go and they'll they'll worship either idols, like we talked about earlier, Bob, and they'll pick a medal, or they'll pick a saint or they'll pick something, a statue, they'll pick anything except for something that's actually living and breathing. Um, it's Quite amazing, and then if they want to pick something living and breathing, they pick either an animal, which has, you know, no, nothing to do with salvation whatsoever with you, or they'll pick somebody who's actually depraved, and they'll worship that person and put them on a pedestal and put it and give them a month or give them a week or give them whatever that you know a, a year. They, they give them, you know, their, 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 It's just really sickening. And that's my that was my point from the get go, yeah. Greg. And it's
0: not like we can't be in awe of God's creation, folks. That's not no, the, of course, that's not, not the yeah. point we're bringing up here. And I know people are going to take this whole other. Well, but we area, don't so that's worship. That's why I bring this stuff up.
3: There's a difference yes. between a worship and appreciation. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and the fact is, is that uh, look, at the, like I said at the very beginning, Greg, there is the time is closing where this cannot go on much longer. Uh, I mean, you've got all these things converging. and, And regarding, you know, AI, transhumanism, and things of that nature, this window is closing. The opportunity is actually closing. Because when this starts to happen, Greg, this is going to take the world on by storm. And there is not going to be any way to stop this, except for Jesus actually returning. That's it. No one's going to stand there and go, okay. My country's not going to do this. We're not going to do this. You know, three billion people in the world aren't going to go. Okay, that's all. All she wrote. We're not going to do this. Well, maybe they are. Three billion people may do that, but they'll they'll but they'll die and they'll they'll be tribulation saints. But the point is that the world system, though, and the ones who are the earth dwellers, they are not going to stop this. Okay, this is going to continue on. There is nothing that's stopping this from happening and to actually have all flesh be corrupted and no one be saved except for the return of Christ one day which is i in my opinion is happening very soon the lord the most we have the christ returning in the clouds for his body and then later on he and his body of the saints come down together and uh, and actually touch, touch foot on the earth so
2: the lord, to, to the lord to, so to, uh, to to watch and pray always and pray that we may be spared or saved from what's coming ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and that implies only one thing uh, in any logical mind, that is to be spared through a, to a rapture. Uh, he says, you know, we should be harmless as doves and wise as serpents, right? We should be discerning the times. We should be watching all the time. So... You, you do you you pick any search engine like I said last time, and you try and do a search on let's say uh Ouija boards uh, tarot cards talking uh, to the dead uh the occult, occult books we're gonna get hundreds of millions of results okay this is this is where the world is at recently there was a convocation here some kind of a conference in Boston I believe for the um what's it called, the the satanic uh, club or satanic church or something like that. Uh, Apparently there's 700,000 people who belong to that group. So uh, you think maybe uh, the Lord has had enough of this, you know, maybe he's going to send them more delusions because they do not want to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You think maybe he's going to de- show them what depopulation looks like by rapturing, you know, uh, half a billion people? You think maybe, uh, you know, he's going to start showing them some of his own signs, right? Mm-hmm. There's no maybe about it. We know that's coming.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think hey, we we'll all
3: think it. it's coming soon too. Yeah.
1: Here you talk about their uh, Satan Con at the end of this month. That's it. And that organization you're talking about, they're sponsoring the event. So yeah, they're probably going to have quite a few people there. It's taking place in Boston, Massachusetts.
3: That's
1: that's where it's going to be taking place at. So yeah, that happens at the end of this month. Funny how they'll do that the same month of Passover. You know, why can't you pick you know October, Mm. October thirteenth? That's usually a popular date for you guys. Mm. Interesting. Mm. You know, Boston,
3: Massachusetts Mm is is one of the most godless places I would think in the entire world. Um, There's just not. There's just like there, I mean that that place, it's amazing how things have changed in 200 some odd years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a it's quite unbelievable the East Coast of the United States and the, and how how much how rapidly uh, it's becoming godless there. In that mm-hmm. people are, are just the, the the younger generation and those who are there. Who, willing, who are, you know, who stay. Now, I'm not saying that every single one of them, there's going to be people like, Kevin just said there's not one Christian in Boston. No, I did not say that. What I said is that it's becoming a more godless place every day, and it's really sad. And the fact that they have Satan gone there doesn't surprise me one bit.
1: Well, you have uh, professors now in colleges teaching that it's okay to kill people when they disagree with you.
4: Okay,
1: yeah, So Lexus right. College are teaching that now, so if they're conservative, You have the right to kill them, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So that is where we're heading. And I don't know about you, Paul, but I've seen a ton of Dreams and Visions where you just have people just, they're just roaming the street, absolute reprobates looking for Christians to kill.
3: It's easier to kill people that you believe are subhuman. If you're Mm going to convince yourself that they're subhuman and they don't deserve to live, then you can justify murder.
2: It's interesting that they only target the Christians and not the Jews who also believe in... The God of the Old Testament, right? I wonder why that might be. Uh, Well, yeah, we certainly can't talk
3: about that here.
1: Yeah, they are, uh, because, (laughs) you know, we Christians, we believe in Jesus. They rejected Jesus. Amen. So they know that, well, those Jews are sniffing really close. Okay. I mean, we're. But they
3: don't, at least, though, Bob, they don't believe in Jesus.
1: Right. And of course the Muslims are way off. <laughs> the way on yeah. left field, the Muslim faith is just Satan's answer to Christianity. That's what that the is.
0: Muslims right are there. victims. Yeah. Everyone knows that Bob. Jesus is yeah. just a prophet to them. Yeah. That's right.
3: Yeah. But they're victims, see? They're victims of Christians who 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 you know needlessly uh are Islamophobic.
1: Right. And uh, plus the Christians are they also have the indwelling Holy Spirit, at least the Christians who are true believers. So they have a lot of fear. They have a lot of fear of us who are truly born again believers. And uh, I know that the the Biden White House they've created a uh, protected classes in this country in the federal government. Basically, it's okay to be every race in the it's okay to be every race in the world except being white or a white male and a white male Christian. Why are you afraid of white male Christians?
2: Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you telling me that the Jewish people are not white? What are you telling me here?
1: Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, don't be <laughs>
2: anti-Semitic.
1: That's just, that's, just what they, that's just what they said. You know, they're afraid of white male Christians.
3: Yeah, okay. well, they know that white male Christians are the most powerful people on earth in terms of uh, <laughs> true power within them. I mean, who cares about worldly power?
4: We're talking mm-hmm.
3: about spiritual power here. Mm-hmm. And they know, and they fear power because that's well, all they crave. They all, all they care about is worldly
0: power. Well, I got the first question up for you, Bob, and uh, it seems like they're not the only one to ask this question. Uh, Passover Passover rapture? Rapture rapture when? (laughs) Rapture tomorrow is another one.
1: You know what's interesting about the Passover rapture is we try to figure out when did God pause Israel's prophetic timeline, okay? If we could find out where God paused Israel's prophetic timeline, the 69th week exactly, when he said, this is it, done, I'm moving on to the Age of Grace, Then maybe if we can figure out where that's at, then maybe we can figure out where he's going to unpause it. It's like a roll of tape. You got that seam on that tape. and you tear it, then you're looking for that tape, look around that tape, where is the seam at? And that's what we're doing right now. We're looking for where is the seam at? Where does God pick up where he left off 2,000 years ago? And I like to make an argument for Passover, or at least the Passover season going for the next several days, okay? Because the one instant, well, the instant that Jesus died at Passover, okay, then a year later, around Passover, Stephen dies as a first martyr of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And this is when God, I believe, paused their timeline because Jesus was seen in heaven by Stephen. He saw him standing at the right hand of the Father right before he died. Okay? He was standing because he was waiting to see... What's the final verdict, Israel? Leadership, what are you going to decide? Either accept me or don't accept me. If you accept me, then I'm going to move forward and start opening some seals. If not, I'm going to sit down and we're going to do something different. And, of course, they rejected him. So with that being said, if he paused it at the stoning of Stephen at Passover, Hmm. then can he unpause it at any given Passover, maybe this year or next year? What do you guys think about
2: that? It's an interesting thought, yeah? Bob, here's here's the thought I had. You Remember that uh, scripture in Revelations about the censer and the prayers uh, of the saints coming through the censer, you know, and then the the angel puts some fire in the censer and he throws it down on the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what if, and I'm not saying I'm right, what if the rapture happens when there's a crescendo of prayers ascending up to the Lord and he says okay we've got enough people who want the rapture let's do it and then it happens right mm. uh, that well that's not really
3: biblical but um okay I love it though <laughs> it's a nice thought I it. <laughs> it's a nice thought. hey look it doesn't say though that you um that you should not do that you should absolutely pray for him to come it back. Should, right? You actually absolutely should. And I'm sure that he's listening to our prayers. But you also have to remember that he is long-suffering and that he wishes that no one should perish. And you have to remember that every day, oh, every single day after Stephen was stoned, Bob, was a day that somebody came to the Lord, including all four of us. So... Mm-hmm consider that every day this rapture doesn't take place, that there are people that are going to escape the tribulation and be worthy to escape all those things. So, uh, you know, so there's a good side to it and a bad side to it, right? The bad side is that we still have to continue to occupy until he comes. And that gets, and that's, gets rough on, on, on people. It gets rough on us. We go through tribulations. We go through bad times. We go through persecution especially if you're like out there on the front lines, you get persecuted even more. So um, believe me, I, I got first hand experience with that. Just like just getting hammered. Um, but I can tell you this though, the con the, that's the cons of like having to deal with it here. But the pros are that every single day he doesn't rapture people. There are going to be more people to rapture. And, right. uh, and that, that is, a, that's the way, I think that I'm able to look at it and actually not get discouraged is that, yeah, we hear people all the time saying, boy, I'm glad the Lord didn't come back in 2018 or the Lord didn't come back in 18, 1988 or 1854 for that matter, because I would have never even been around or I would have not accepted Christ before then. So
2: the only, the only scripture that I have, and that's the one I showed you earlier on is uh, from second Peter three verse 12. You know, as you look forward to the day of God and speed, it's coming in other right. words, it's not just looking forward to the day of God and sit on your big fat you know what and right. what t v all day right uh it's it's about praying for it, it's about living righteously it's about transformation it's about uh I don't know how to put it, you know what I'm trying to say I'm not well, to...
3: I, 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 let me add one more thing is it possible that by us being stronger restrainers that that's causing up a speeding because it's also pushing the other side to get to do even more evil <laughs> and that there's yeah. this pushback, right? They're, they're pushing against us. We're restraining against them, and it's just ramping up, becoming this tachometer that's speeding up, and that's why it's the speed-up process that the more right. that you do that, and the more that we come together and the more that, yeah, the more that there's conflicts like like that, basically a spiritual battle. I'm not talking about conflict in terms of no. actual fists and, and and man-to-man combat, hand-to-hand combat. I'm talking about a spiritual battle that Ephesians 6.12 talks talks about, that we are right. in this spiritual battle that's going on. And the more that we do that, the more it speeds everything up in order to ultimately get there. And it seems like, it's happening well, of course, it's happening in perfect timing for God,
1: well, it's perfect you, see the, time. you see the global tension, you see all the global tensions heading up, and you know what the fact that we are restraining harder than before, we're pushing harder, we're feeling it harder, I don't know but you guys I'm feeling yeah. being i' I'm, I'm feeling that push of me pushing spiritually now, oh yeah, being frustrated, mm-hmm. being upset, being mad, you know, I'm not willing to watch this stuff anymore, yeah. I'm feeling the tension now. So I think the fact that you're right, I think you're right, Kevin. I think the more that we are feeling it, the mm-hmm. more that we're pushing back, it's adding to all the tension, okay? Yeah. So this is probably speeding speeding the rapture along. And speaking yeah. of which, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned just earlier about Passover and the rapture, and if you want to know where I got that whole one year for the uh, for uh, Stephen a year later at Passover, when he was stolen at Passover a year later from the death, deathbed resurrection, Jesus Christ. That's found in uh, Luke 13, verses 6 through 9, where it talks about uh, the vine dresser um, dunging the fig tree for mm-hmm. years, a barren fig tree. It was barren because when Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, the leadership of Israel, of Israel was in unbelief. So they were barren, no fruit. Right. So, the, so it's basically the vine dresser has to dung it for, and the Bible says in those verses, a whole year, Okay, mm-hmm. a year later. Okay, give it a year, okay? And that's where a year later, what happened? Well, the owner of the vineyard came back, and he said, well, where are we at? And, of course, they end up, you know, dumping a pile of rocks on top of uh, Stephen, mm. killing him, rejecting the Holy Spirit a year later. And that, of course, was a year after Passover. Now, was right. it at Passover where Stephen was killed, or was it at First Fruits, or it could have been at Pentecost, Okay, mm. I'm saying Passover right now. It makes sense to me. I might be wrong. So if that's the case, the math still works. What if it's at Pentecost that Stephen was, you know, mm. to death, Which would make sense to me because Stephen did not receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit didn't start his work until, um, Pat, uh, not Passover, Pentecost. P- P- Pentecost, right. Right, right. so that's the right. vine dresser, who's the Holy Spirit, wasn't working for a whole year
3: kind that of seems, makes sense. That, sure uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: So we'll see what happens. I hope it's tomorrow. Yeah. I hope it's this weekend.
3: I think that all of us do. I think that
1: you it's it all behind.
3: Of course, we all would love to um, mm-hmm. to shed the, these the, this mortal and the sin nature and get this out of here. Um, we, we all would absolutely love that. Um, the Lord knows our hearts, um, you know. It's it's one of those things that it's um, you have to continue to persevere and continue to fight the fight here um, while we're still here and do not give up because we got to right. run this race to the finish. That's
2: right. And I think I think uh, the Lord knows a lot of us from before we were born, just like He knew Jeremiah. You know, He told Jeremiah before you were formed in the womb, I knew you and. Uh, mm formed you to be a prophet to to Israel, you know. I, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would create a website, you know, for that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the book, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and here I am, you know, I did two years of that, nonstop, day in, day out, nonstop, brethren. It's got 790 links. Now, yeah, but you know what that,
3: that gave you? It gave you experience to be able to do the rapture stuff. Now, uh,
2: yeah, but it's coming to a point where I'm thinking, Lord, you know, I'm coming to the tail end of the the website on the rapture here. Okay, how many more videos do you want me to put on there? I mean, I gotta go on YouTube every day and and, and search hmm. and sift through all these videos. Okay, uh, how many more so that people are convinced that there's gonna be a rapture? So I, <laughs> I don't know, only the Lord knows, and uh. I keep going to the gym to work out, and hopefully, you know, he'll uh, he'll take me as I am with, with the, the temple that I'm trying to prepare for the rapture. That's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. It.
0: <laughs> Very good.
2: Bob, I love your comments. I, I love the, the, the way you, you see things and the way you explain things, and you too, Kevin. I mean, uh, I think you, all of you, Greg, too, you know, you, you've all were known by the Lord before you were born. And uh, I don't know what your age range is. Uh, some of you must be 30, 40, uh, 40s. Okay, no, Mike. I'm
0: 30. I'm 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, none of us are 30. We'll put it that way in our 30s.
2: No, I'm 29. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm not quite 30. <laughs> exactly. But, but my oldest, my oldest daughter just turned 45, okay? So I just turned 70. And if I had sons like you... I'd be so proud. So, so proud. Mm.
4: Thank you, brother.
2: They don't have any contact with me. They don't have any contact with that. Neither of the girls, three girls, three boys, no contact. Done. Finished. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, I have the Lord as my companion and as my best friend. Uh, He's been there through uh, thick and thin. Some of the miracles you would not believe I've had. uh, Anyway, I'm not going to. Proud my own horn here, but I love you guys very much. I really do. Yeah,
1: Thanks, love you,
0: brother. God bless you. Thank you for coming on. With <laughs> we're going to
1: appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to answer this question here. It's been sitting there for a while. This is why did they teach that Peter was the first pope? I think it's a it's a very appropriate question because I came from Catholicism for 28 years. With that crap, Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I did, mm-hmm. um, and of course Peter here. Uh, Peter was a leader of the apostles. Okay, that was kind of laid out in the Book of Acts, and, um, and of course Jesus. People also address, uh, think Peter's a pope because what did uh, what did Jesus say upon this Peter upon this rock? I shall build my church. Okay, it wasn't Peter that God that Jesus was building his church. It was on it was on the Revelation that. Peter had that Jesus is the Son of God. That's okay, it. you are the, you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. He had mm-hmm. that revelation. Told it to That's Jesus, right. and Jesus said, "Peter, on that revelation, I shall build my church. Not you, right? Okay, you're going to help, but you're not going to be like the guy. But, right. Yeah, there's
3: no way because Jesus was was talking about like, hey, hey, who's going to be on your right hand? Who's going to be first? And, this, and, yeah. that. and he's just like, what? number one." The, the last is going to be first. And number two, what is it to you, whether or not this person lives or dies or whatever? I mean, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so there's no emphasis on somebody or one person or whatever in order to, to do something. Now, sure, he did build the foundation of the, everything based off of the fact that Peter denied him on the night of, uh, of, his, of his trial. Okay, he denied him there. I mean, it was... He, uh, in the morning, he did not, he said I don't know that guy. And yet it's the same Peter that is the foundation. That's what faith is all about, isn't it? That's what God's mercy is all about. It's about taking somebody and saying, I am the, he says, you are the Christ, you're the son of the living God. Well, okay, come walk to me, Peter, on this, on this water. All right, fine. He starts doing it and he gets afraid and the Lord doesn't go, well, that's it this guy's no good he's out no puts his hand there and brings him up and says you know i'm going to i'm going to be there every time but certainly the, the 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 catholic church has made this just like any all the other things they did right into some man-made made up doctrine
0: yeah and well it's misinterpreted it's the, it's the misinterpreted. misinterpretation which i've discussed before as well and, uh, you know, you, Paul, of of course, of all people who know Greek, you know, there's a difference between, you know, Peter meaning rock yeah. and uh, Jesus talking about Jesus actually being the rock, uh, the Petros and Petras, the difference between the two. So that is something that is very, uh, very important to know, realize also uh, as uh, as someone who knows Greek. So uh, there's a big difference there, but uh, not to get into that too much, but there are... Uh, yeah. It's a misinterpretation of scripture. Speaking Petrus of words, Romanus.
1: <laughs> Speaking of misinterpretation, I like this question here from Chuff. It says, "Since we know, all, since we know, after rightly dividing Scripture, that Jesus is talking to the Jews about the tribulation, Matthew twenty-four, what is he referring to in the verses forty and forty-two? Since we know that the rapture, since we know it's not the rapture, uh, verses of uh, forty and forty-two, where it talks about." There'll be two working the field. One'll be taken to the other left. One'll be working at the mill. One'll be taken to the other left. Okay, that whole thing taking place. That's not the rapture. Mm-hmm. Okay, what that is are angels gathering the tares. Exactly. Okay, if you go back and, and read, we go back up and if you read it within context, Jesus sends forth his harvesters that g- gather all the tares in the bundles. First, puts them in the bundles. So if you're that person that gets taken. When you're working at the at the mill, if you're that person that gets taken, that's not a good thing, right? Okay, and if you're if the guy gets taken, you're left. When you're working at the mill after the rapture, you know, towards the end of the seven tribulation, be thankful that you weren't yeah. taken. Exactly. Okay, eventually an angel the angel come and get you after they gather all the terrorists and put them in the bonus, preparing for the fire. Okay, but like, but that's what's referring to right there because the rapture resurrection of the body of Christ was not revealed. At this point, yet yeah, that was revealed after the stoning of Stephen, after Paul the Apostle, you know, Saul, who became Paul, born again, you know, learned the revelation of the rapture, the body of Christ, all that stuff. We went to uh, uh, Mount Sion for the uh, or Sinai in Arabia for the receive that revelation from heaven. So, yeah, that's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about the rapture. You guys, someone, in, uh,
3: yeah, someone in chat said Lee Brainerd. Did a really good video on this. Um, okay. I think we can. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I think maybe we can recommend it. Uh, maybe recommend me going to watch it too. So or
0: we can have them come back on and discuss it, too.
3: or we can have them come back on and discuss it.
0: You know. how, how about yeah? If if we're still here, how about May third? Okay. The
3: thing, the thing that really settles
0: it though. Okay. Oh, May second. Excuse me.
2: All right, May second is this very convenient. Yeah. The thing that really settles it though. Uh, everybody is that you know before the rapture it will be business as usual people will be just going around their business just like in the days of Noah and days of Lot right not a cure in the world they can't foresee the, 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 the absolute catastrophe and chaos that's coming upon them they're just going through their paces every day during the tribulation will be different men's hearts will fail them for the things that are coming ahead and they'll wish they could die and they cannot find death, okay? And except those days be shortened, no one would be spared on this planet. So it's not going to be like in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. Two different scenarios all together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the days of Noah were over when the floods came. <laughs> it was just <laughs> tragedy all over the earth, you know? <laughs> So, that's true. Yeah, that's it a, came to
3: an abrupt end, didn't it? And when actually, the days of Lot, where Lot was from, that also came to an abrupt end as well. Oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Done. It's but like one day
3: true. they were there,
2: and the next day they were not. That's it. That's, so, you know, if you're trying to fanwangle your way out of the rapture, it's going to be pretty hard to do. Because all, right. all, all the scriptures indicate that it's going to be just like in the days of Noah, just like in the days of Lot. And he, the Lord says, you know, pray that you may be saved or spared from the tribulation. You that know, you may escape. Why would he, why would he say that yeah. if, if there was no way to be saved through the tribulation? You're going to be beheaded in the tribulation. He could have said that to them. Yeah, uh, possibly
0: sp- <laughs> speaking directly to the Jews about the ones that they're going to be, right, uh, in yeah. the wilderness at the time. But Anyway.
3: Right. In the wilderness yep. for 1,260 days.
1: I'm also just one question from Beverly. Do you do you think I like to see what Paul says about this? Do you think that when we dream about heaven, that God is granting us glimpses, so we will be excited about where we are going? What do you mm. think, Paul?
2: Well, I think this whole uh, notion of dreams and visions, the Lord has dedicated for the end times why why would he dedicate the end times for dreams and visions where your young men and your young women are going to have visions and your old men are going to have dreams why would he say that in joel and in acts why 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 did he not say it for you know the early christians he said it in the end times okay because there's going to be so much confusion so many sects how many sects greg fifty thousand so far Fifty thousand oh, five hundred now. At this point. point, fifty thousand mm-hmm. five hundred, I think it is. But anyway, there's going to be Most so camp. much, so much confusion, so many different opinions, and knowledge will be rampant, like it says in Daniel. Everybody will know everything. So, where where do we get some kind of a bearing, some kind of a compass, uh, some kind of a base, a foundation of what to look forward to, if not with the visions and the dreams? of the young men and the old people you know i mean i've had three dreams none of the rapture but of devastation at the second coming uh i'm not going to describe what happened but anyway the point is the lord has set apart this period the end times for dreams and visions like it or not it is what it is
1: it is and you know what what i also love about dreams and visions is it's a way for him to also get people who are not reading their Bible to start reading their Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, people may have a dream about this or see something like this. And I've seen it all the time on my channel testimonies. They had never read the Bible before. They probably even didn't believe before. But after having the dream, they're like, hmm. And they go read the Bible. They get the information on the Bible or they, they tell it to a friend. The friend tells them, hey, that's in, this is in the Bible. And they're like, what? Are you serious? That's and and like. then they're drawn to the Bible, and that's then what I was like. That's, I,
0: that's exactly it, how he came to the Lord.
1: Yep, and he gets you in there, and all of a sudden, like, hold on a second, Ephesians it's like, two eight nine. I stay by grace says, through faith, not of works. That? It's a gift what? of God. Let's Oh my God, I used to think I have to work my salvation. I'm a. Catholic. Where does it say that?
0: Where does
2: it say that?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> show me.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So oh, the, no. the
4: other, a, uh, the other hand. works.
2: On the other hand, you don't want to be a lukewarm Christian, okay? Like it says in Revelations, he will vomit the lukewarm Christians. Hmm. What does that mean? Bob, you tell us. Come on.
1: Lukewarm Christian? Uh, that's probably, I'll tell you what. You know what? You want to find a bunch of lukewarm Christians? Go to your church this Sunday. <laughs> all right? Go to any church this Sunday, you're gonna find a oh, whole bunch well, of them. Well, wait. Easter, <laughs> <and> that's it. <laughs> we're we're
0: overgeneralizing now. I mean, there might, Bob, but, there, but Bob, Bob, Bob may be onto
3: is, something though, Greg. There may yeah. be more lukewarm Christians in church this Sunday than any other Sunday direct, than throughout the entire, <laughs> right, right, right. entire year. Right, right, right. But at, at this, but but look at at this point, we, what we're called on to do, we're not called on to judge these Christians into condemnation. Oh. Okay. But what we are to do is we are to lift each other up and we are to be there for each other and we are to point out things when somebody is backsliding or doing something. You need to be a brother and you need to to, to talk to them. That's I mean, there are epistles that talk about how to handle this stuff. You go to them first, you go to them with a brother, you go to the in front of the entire congregation. There's there's things that you can do. But what basically what you're trying to do is you're just trying to... Have them join you back on the path of straight and narrow. We all need to do this with each other. This is what being brothers in we Christ fall.
0: is all about. We fall. Yeah. I mean we you know we can make each do other that up up. straight. But uh, uh, Jesus is gonna bring you back. I mean no, That's right. And he does that back.
3: through his through brothers, for through help and through support and things like that. I mean we don't want to be enabling each other into this loop. Hold water. each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't forsake for the fellowship right the, that, and this is going
3: all the more as the day approaches if if,
2: if if some of these poor saints are left behind, my heart goes out to them okay uh, because they're going to be in the tribulation okay uh, the worst time in the history of the world, as the Lord said, never again will there be such a horrific time on this planet. so if this was my last ten minutes on this world in this life, If I was to die in 10 minutes, this is what I would ask you to do if you are left behind. I would ask you to have one prayer in your heart all the time, several times a day. Lord, take away my old heart. I don't want it. I want your heart. Give me your heart. I want to be like you are. Feel what you feel. That's the inner transformation. That's the rebirth. That's where you become more like the Lord as a child. That's, that's all I got to say. Praise the Lord.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. you're going to, the, the key right now is for, for those who are believers, are, the, are, are ob- obtaining rewards. Of course, the biggest reward is inheritance of the kingdom, but doing those things that are going to claim your rewards, not doing those things which are going to take away rewards from you. That that is really the key. If you see one of your brothers who's doing that and is getting, uh, you know, into that lifestyle, try to reach in there and pull them out of it. That's all. That's really all that that we can do at the, at this point. I mean, because people are starting to go down. Some people are starting to go down paths of false doctrines and heresies, and thinking that they're going to have to rise up and fight and this and that. It's pretty. It's it's pretty bad, Greg. It's getting, and we've talked about this a few times. It's getting, it's and it's gaining traction, and it's really not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you had to ex, if you had to ask me what it meant, it it's the one who, you know, the seed fell on the, the rocky ground. Yeah. Yep. You know and uh, they just didn't really understand it. They never really were of us, right? Yep. we discussed exactly. that. Before.
3: They they were never of us, and right. and and so. Yeah. And so but what gonna do is you, the ones who are of us, people will slip. People will fall. Like you said earlier, Greg, people are going to you know, that's going to happen. And and they're going to also be redeemed and come back like the prodigal son. So, uh, you know, you never know which, which which thing. But you have to attempt it. You have to attempt it. You can't just, uh, you know, let it let it fester and and say I'm, that's not my problem. I'm not going to deal with that. No, help each other out. This is the mm-hmm. time where we all need to, even more so as we
1: see the day approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what Dave said. I wonder if lukewarm has anything to do with eternal security. You know, lukewarm. Who you know they are? You know, lukewarm. I think those are just the people who just don't have faith. They don't have faith in Jesus' finished works, but they have faith in their own works. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Mm-hmm. So okay. turn away, like Apostle Paul said. Okay. So when you have a form of godliness Paul, yeah, you kind of carry yourself a little bit on the outside. People are like, "Yeah, you're a pretty godly person." But, you know, we, but when a person like us, is, you can see us, when we have full-blown faith in the finished works of Jesus, his blood shed at the cross to atone for our sins, where we have the peace and joy that we've been talking about in the show, there's a difference between people like us and people like them, right? I would think I don't know.
2: No, I'm not the perfect example of what a Christian is or should be. Okay, uh, many. Uh, I see myself as, 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 as a work in progress, shall we say? Uh, and which one, which one of us aren't a work in progress? <laughs> I would hope that we all are up until the point of the rapture and resurrection. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. Amen. So. I'm not here to to belittle anybody. I'm just saying um, I I have seen the effects of sin on on people. I know what it does to them. I know how they can be possessed. I know how it changes their countenance. I know how it changes their relationships and uh, how it affects everything in their life. You know, the devil has ways of penetrating. Even he, he tried to penetrate Peter, the apostle, and the Lord said to him, Peter, Satan has been trying to, you know, swath you down like wheat. And I prayed for you that your faith may be strengthened. And when you're strengthened, strengthen your brethren. That's what he told Peter. And and Peter was, you know, the penultimate guy who saw Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. And he walked on the water and all this and all that. Uh, so if, if somebody like Peter can can slip almost because there wasn't enough prayer on his behalf or he didn't pray enough or whatever. Remember he tried to stop the savior from performing his sacrifice. What did the savior say to him? Get, get get back from me, uh, Satan, depart from me, Satan. He called him Satan because he was trying to stop the savior from fulfilling his mission of going to the crucifixion. Okay. (laughs) So he, he hadn't figured it out yet that he was the savior that, The Savior was supposed to be crucified for our sins. And and so it goes, you know, none of us are perfect. Uh, The Lord has a lot of empathy. He knows what we're going through every day. Uh, And especially in our day and age when it's full bore evil, he surely knows what we're going through, what we're enduring every day. Bob, like you say, you've headed up to here. You want out. Now, I'm sick and tired of watching these TV shows, of watching the news, of watching all this crap. You know, topsy-turvy world, good is right, good is evil, and evil is good. So, please, um, we're not anything special, I I, I hasten to say, but uh, we're we're trying, we're trying, that's all.
0: Yeah, Amen. amen. I think we can close with that. We're trying.
1: <laughs> That's all we can come, do. And, all right. and come, come Lord, Lord Jesus! Come, Lord yes. Jesus! Come! <laughs> Look at the number up there: six, six, six. Talk about ourselves, oh, oh, man! It just disappeared. Just disappeared.
0: Yeah. It just went up when it you said that. Six,
1: six, six. When we're all the way across, <laughs> yeah, we that. talked about ourselves. Talked about how we were struggling our sins, and we were going through all that, all that fleshly <laughs> stuff. <laughs> man, it was stuck at six, six, six. That's good. Viewer count, <laughs> the number, the
0: number of a sinful man.
1: Well, yeah, well, man, is that amazing?
0: What a that's compliment. amazing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, God is good. Uh, we, we love all you guys. Thank you. You're on the prayer list. Thank you for participating in this uh, online uh, forum, educational forum, right? Um, some we call it sometimes show, but this this is more than just just a show. We're not here to just entertain you, um, right? This uh, is fellowship. This is this is um, something the Lord has put on my heart years ago to do for a reason, for a purpose, and we're all still here doing it because the Lord allows it to happen.
3: Oh, I, right? I, I love I love not just communicating with you guys here and the guests we have on and things like that, but the people in chat as well. I mean, I'm interacting with them the whole time. I mm-hmm. I just it's such a great place to come and fellowship. It's just. Everybody bounces ideas and thoughts and things off each other. And we do that too. People in chat do too. It's just an amazing time to actually like separate yourself from the cares of this world and just talk right. about things that are of a, of a higher higher nature. Let's put it that way.
2: When, when, when the Lord said, when two or three of you are gathered in my name, there shall I be also. And I feel his there presence. With us.
1: Awesome. Amen. Yeah, that's why the Bible says, "Do awesome. not forsake the fellowship. Do God's not forsake God. the assembly." All right, guys,
0: everyone. That's right. That's right. What's what are we doing? That's what we're here for. That's what what we're here for. And we're like-minded. believers in Christ. incredible. I think I was in my signal here. Can anyone hear me still? Hello. Uh, you're still a little here? choppy. Can you hear me?
3: But, uh... Now you're better. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm losing signal even with being plugged in. So that's just weird. I'm sorry. But it's good good point to stop and we will see what happens, folks. Lord's coming soon. We know that.
1: Amen. So Bye-bye. whatever
0: that is. Uh Paul, stick around. We'll see you in okay. either there or in the air. God bless you all.